God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to today's podcast. The Lord spoke to me this morning in the wee hours, and He challenged me to share something with you about becoming strong. That even in times of weakness, in times of depression, in times of anguish, that's the place where we can be made strong. Out of weakness, we were made strong. We're so glad you're with us today. We'd like to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.org, to find all of the good things that we have for you there. And you can click on the green subscribe button and subscribe to our emails. Uh, We have several to choose from. We have a prayer letter that we send out twice a month that gets all kinds of good things for you. And how to pray for Israel and lots of good things. And we have the list that you can subscribe to for general interest that will let you know when we're having a podcast or when we're doing something special, any kind of events that we have coming up. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you, especially today, since we're talking about being made strong out of weakness. If you'd like to share with us some testimony of how God has met you in a time when you were just being beaten up by the enemy and God put strength in you, that's what we're going to talk about today. And we would love to hear from you. Send us an email and tell us your testimony Before the end of the day, just sit down and write something that will help you remember the good things of God, because that gives you strength in today when you look back to see what he's done for you in the past. So this morning in the wee hours, I had to get up. And while I, before I got back to bed, I started hearing the Holy Spirit. And I was hearing uh, some things that, that I'll share in just a moment, but I want to just uh, look for a moment at Psalm 42:11. I was hearing this scripture, you know, I've memorized a lot of scripture in the King James because that's what I've read all my life. And so that's the way it came to me. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Ever been disquieted? <laughs> like the quiet's not there? Yeah. Hope thou in God. And I, I, I like the, the King James because it uses... It uses a reflective, a reflexive tense where it's, you're talking to yourself and you're saying, self, do this, you know, (laughs) hope, hope self, you, you know, you look like looking in the mirror, hope you, you, you in the mirror, hope in the Lord. (laughs) It's like uh, jerk the slack out of yourself. (laughs) That's right. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. But some of the other translations say, why am I so sad? Why am so why am I so upset? I tell myself wait for God's help. You will again be able to praise him, your God, the one who will save you. It's you're talking to yourself. <laughs> and and yet, don't, yeah. maybe maybe you don't talk to yourself. Do you talk to yourself, Philip? Yeah, usually when you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
you know, the Amplified says, why are you in despair? Why have you become restless and disquieted? Uh, the, the Amplified Classic, why are you cast down, oh, my inner self? And why should you moan over me <laughs> and be disquieted within me? Uh, the, the CSB says, why, my soul, are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? CEB says, why, why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Anybody depressed? Anybody ever experienced a moment of disquiet? Or why are you so upset inside? Yeah, why are you so upset inside? <laughs> you know, it's like we have a storm in a water glass or a storm in a teacup. Our, our, our life is like a teacup and, and you get this storm going. And sometimes the storms are so very real. I'm not, I'm not making fun of the storms that we go through because we've all been through tragedies. We've all been through turmoils. We've all been through all of these kinds of things that that the enemy throws our way because he hates us. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to keep us from becoming what God sent us here to be and sent us here to do. So the word that I heard as I was trying to go back to bed, I stayed awake for quite a while. What I heard was, iron is strong, but steel is stronger. Forged steel is still stronger. The forever loser is trying to produce hope deferred, but God is using the repression to forge mature sons who will continue to hope because of Romans 5 verses 3 through 5. Would you read that to us, Philip? I I think maybe you might even have to start with verse 2, but that's what I heard in my spirit was Romans 5, 3 to 5. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope and experiencing God's glory. Now for verse 3. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. For when the time was right, the Anointed One came and died to demonstrate His love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. That's where we've wow. all been. Mm-hmm. We've all been in that place where we're weak and helpless, cast down, disquieted, yeah, and and pummeled sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after after getting this word, I had to go look up. You know, what what is this idea of iron is strong and steel is stronger and forged steel is still stronger? And Philip and I were looking into it and and found some amazing things on YouTube that demonstrate how steel is forged yes. and what happens. You know, we, you probably have a picture in your mind of a blacksmith because even, even the Bible talks about a blacksmith. You know, they, they heat up the steel, they heat up the iron, whatever it is, and then they beat on it. Yeah, it calls well, it the smith, doesn't, you know. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. um, and I think it's in Isaiah 54 at the end of the chapter. He talks about, God talks about how he created the blacksmith. And, and, and that blacksmith will forge a weapon. Mm-hmm. But no weapon that's formed against us will prosper. 
But the point here that I feel the Holy Spirit is making is he wants to turn us into weapons mm-hmm. that are going to be used against the enemy. That That's the reason why he sent us to this planet for, in the first place. As, as creatures made in his image to bring the earth back to restoration, not because we can do it ourselves, but because when we inhabit him and he inhabits us, mm-hmm. there's a power there yes. that we can flow with him to do the thing that he needs us to do in the earth. Like Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear my father saying. But this this idea of of the forging that it comes with this bang, bang, bang. Yeah, I I would recommend you look up drop forging a crankshaft. We were <laughs> watching that, and that will give you an idea of what pressure, heat, and pounding pressure really is. And and many parts of machines or cars are drop forged. And I remember in our print shop. I got a part in. It was it was a replace a broken part, and the part broke real fast. We had someone come to repair it. They took this part home and they did what they call a Rockwell hardness test on it. Hmm. Tell us how hard the steel is. He said it was so soft it wouldn't even hardly read on the tester. Wow! You know that's why it was so cheap too. Oh. You know which means the part won't last very long. Yep. You know so sometimes things something can look like it's strong. But it's really not. Yeah. Until it's been through the forge. Right. And and in order to get even into the forge, the first thing that happens is that it has to be heated up. Oh yeah. It's heated. Mm-hmm. Like you know, imagine imagine back in the days of Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar and you've got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they are saying, No, sir, we are not going to bow to your image. No, we're just not going to do it because we only bow to Jehovah. He is our God. He is the God of Israel, and we're not bowing to your image. Sorry, we honor you, king, but we can't do this. And he got so mad that he threw them into the burning, fiery furnace. Seven times hotter where even the soldiers throwing them in were consumed in the heat. Exactly. And they didn't burn. They didn't burn. Burn. But they got then they got promoted. They sure did. All that got burned off of them was the bonds. Yeah. All the bondages that the enemy had put upon them were burned off. And I want you to see that the things that you are going through, the things that we are going through, you know, the enemy intends them for evil against us. Mm-hmm. But God intends to turn them for our good and use them to forge mature sons, to forge a, a, a bride that it has made herself ready, that, that receives these things even from the hand of the Lord. You can, you can say, oh, the devil's doing that to me, and the devil's doing this to me, and the devil's doing this to me. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that the devil's doing those things. But my father is using every one of those blows to make me strong, Mm -hmm. to make me into a weapon, to make me into a dread champion. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what, what what I continued to hear this morning, I heard the greatest miracles occur under the most desperate circumstances. So if you have desperate circumstances... Get ready for a miracle. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, yes. Get ready for a miracle. Red Sea moments happen when there is no hope in the natural. You know, the children of Israel, God told them to go to this certain place by the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. He sent them there because he knew perfectly well that he had a miracle intended for them yeah. that was beyond anything that the Egyptians could handle. But the Egyptians were right on their heels. They're about to get to them, and they have the Red Sea in front of them and the Egyptian army coming up behind them, and there's no hope except in God. And our Father always has a miracle ready for you. And the longer you live, the more pressures you will have been under. Mm-hmm. And those pr- pressures, those those tribulations, those troubles, we talked about it some on our last podcast, those tribulations produce experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you've experienced something, you know you can survive it. Mm-hmm. You know, until you experience it, you might be afraid of it. It's kind of like jumping out of a plane the first time as a parachutist. Right. I'm sure the first time someone's ever done that, here we go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but after they've done it once, you know, they they think, oh, I can do this, and they go out and, and do it again. Yeah. And, you know, even, even the, the idea of um, boot camp for a mm-hmm. soldier. Boot camp prepares you for stuff. Yeah. And it and it toughens you up and it hardens you up and it gives you strength. You know, n- nobody wants to do those however many mile runs with a t- 60 pound backpack on your back or yeah. whatever it is they carry. I don't I don't know those details, mm-hmm. but but it's it's tough. I, I remember our vice president and it was the Army Air Corps back in the mid 40s and and they gave them all their shots. You know, they're in the desert out, I don't know where, what camp this was. Yeah, he was training in Southern California. Southern California, They gave them all their shots, and they stood out in the sun. And the ones that didn't pass out at the end of a certain time were were the stronger ones. I don't know if you remember. So they were favored. They were favored, yeah. They were the stronger ones because they didn't pass out. You're weeding out the weak guys. You You know, after all the vaccines, if you've had... Yeah, we've been. I remember we got vaccinated for uh, for cholera. We got vaccinated for yellow fever and for typhoid all at one time. Yeah, that was tough. Going to India, <laughs> and I tell you what, I didn't uh, feel good later. Mm-mm. You know, so if you can imagine getting sh- all kinds of shots, what they give you, you know, like you're going into the army, and then you stand out in the hot California sun mm-hmm. to see how long it takes before you pass out. Right. You know, those were, they don't do that now, but that was uh, how you got a good, strong soldier. And I remember our computer guy, he was in the the Air Force for 21 years. Uh, He spanned uh, the Korean War through Vietnam. You know, it was quite in that time era. And so he's already a seasoned pilot. But then when they start going into Vietnam, the training, they started, they would train uh, the soldiers what it was like to be captured, this is what's going to happen if you go into a concentration camp. Yeah. And get, you, get you ready for the Hanoi Hilton. Hanoi Hilton, yeah. And they would uh, they take you to this camp, and it would be a Vietnamese man sitting there, and all the everything that was there, the men that were with him, the whole scenario. And, and Hank was, uh, he was in a plane, and they got hit. You know, he was in, he was in the jet. He's the pilot. 
and the guy behind him, and they got hit. And as they're both getting ready to eject out, he heard his, he, he said, God help me. And he wasn't a believer, but he knew now, you know, God help me. And he ejected out, and the other guy, he heard him curse God. And they both ejected out. He got rescued, and the other one uh, spent the rest of his uh, time, the end of the war, in the concentration camp. But those that were captured and survived it said it was just like the training said it would be like. Mm-hmm. And it prepared them for what it was going to be so it wouldn't come as a surprise. Yeah. That's what you call tough training. So training, like some of the things that we're going through are training. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that we're going through are training for stuff that could even be tough, really tough. But God wants us to understand that that these blows that we're taking are blows that are meant to hurt us by the devil, yeah. but God is using them to make us strong like forged steel. Mm-hmm. And the way that God may train you in your trials will be different maybe from everybody else around you. True. I remember the, the story of a missionary, and the Lord spoke to her, uh, you know, when, when they were having food, you know, oh, get yeah. that get the fruit that was the most spoiled. Oh yeah. She wasn't a missionary. Not a missionary. No, she she was a Korean. Korean, okay. And and the Japanese were coming and she, the Holy Spirit told her that she was going to be arrested. And uh and he prepared her about about speaking about eating the worst food that was there. Yeah, like eating out of the garbage can. Yeah. And food that others would uh, would not touch. She ate it. But when uh, the, the Japanese came in and they're all imprisoned, she survived because her body was used to eating more garbage mm-hmm. or the others died. It's true. And that, that's a training. You know, only God, only God can um, help you to understand the circumstances and the hardness you need for what he's going to take you through for what he has plans for you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's some things that other people cannot do. You have to rely totally on God. Yes, but because she heard the voice of the Lord. See, that's the thing that God is wanting us to do. He's wanting us to not get rocked by all of these blows that we're being pummeled with. Mm-hmm. Whatever your blows are, everybody's got their own thing. But he wants us to be able to overcome even PTSD by being in his presence because Mm -hmm. his presence he is a consuming fire so his presence will do the same thing for us if we will press into his presence yes you know and and even paul talks about this when he's training timothy one of one of apostle paul's disciples and uh, the scripture in second timothy chapter 2 verse 3 is thou therefore endure hardness Mm-hmm. endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, he's training him things you're going to have to go through. Right. And of course, he traveled with Paul, and, and there wasn't any first class, <laughs> you know, and there wasn't any airplanes. You you rode on camels. You rode on whatever mode of four-legged transportation, or you walked. You rode on ships, you know, and it wasn't easy. You it's- know, if it got a little turbulent— you know, the pilot's not going to take you to a lower altitude you know, to get out of it. You know, you have to endure that whole time on that ship. It, how many how many uh, days was it when uh, when Paul shipwrecked? 
And for days, it says they were going through this incredible storm and nobody's eating. Everybody's fasting. Everybody's scared to eat. And they're throwing everything off the ship to lighten it. Yeah. That was enduring hardness like a good sailor. Yeah. And, and, and all Paul the, was fasting too. And all the prisoners that were on there too that are probably locked down in the hold. Ooh. What do you think they're thinking? Yeah. And here we are in the way to, way to Rome. They're probably going to be executed. Now we're in the bottom of the boat. We're probably going to sink and be in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. You know, they were, <laughs> you know, it was like no hope. Right. But that's when the miracles can come. Yes. When we're faced with no hope. Mm-hmm. That's when we can have miracles beyond, beyond. It, ha- But it has to do with the hope that we have in him. Yes. Because that, that patient, that, how, how does the list go? Tribulations or pressures produce experience, and experience produces character, and character produces hope. Mm-hmm. And your hope is what makes you not ashamed. And Paul had hope. When yeah. he was in this ship, and uh, and Paul told them, you should have listened to me, what the Holy Spirit had said to him, mm-hmm. not to take this voyage because it would be of great danger to the ship and everybody on it. Mm-hmm. But they did anyway because they wanted a better port, you know, for the winter. And yeah, so who when is this guy? He's some yeah, religious fanatic. You know. And so anyway, Paul reminds him, I told you we shouldn't have done this, but I mean, the, the God who I serve you know, spoke to me and says that we're going to lose the ship, but save everybody on it. And so Paul had that hope because he heard from God. Right. Nobody else had hope. That's true. But Paul had hope. Very true. And that's where God will give us hope. And when he gives us a word, sometimes it's a hard thing to try to believe. Is this really going to happen? How many years does it take for uh, something to come to pass? Like that word the Lord gave you, when yeah. you were in the meeting, when you were just 18 years old. Uh, yeah, I was 18 years old. I was about to graduate from high school. I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I was I was listening to Sister Gwen Shaw preaching, our, our founder, and she was preaching, and I was just, I was like a little bird with its mouth open on the front row. I just, I was so hungry for God and so hungry for the deeper things of God. And she was preaching such an anointed message. Honestly, I don't remember what she was preaching at that moment, but I heard the Holy Spirit say, you will take her place when she's gone. And that just was too big of a shock. I mean, how could I, how could I? Comprehend that. that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I fell to my knees and I wept and I thought, how could that even be? But I, I just accepted it. But then it took over 30 years of working with Sister Gwen before I ever knew that she knew that I was to be her successor. Wow. Wow. And then it was 37 years before it came to pass. Now that, that thing, mm-hmm. that idea, that, that um, it certainly wasn't a goal in my life. I, I had to put it on the shelf for many, many years and said, Lord, I, I just... All I know is I want to be where you want me to be, and I know that I'm supposed to help Sister Gwen. I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. If that is you, you'll bring it to pass. If it's not you, I don't want it anyway. Well, how did that make you feel when you heard the Holy Spirit say that to you? Well, I 
I'm not even sure I have words for it. It was, it just, it just made me weep. I, and then when you heard it again, how did it make you feel when Sister Gwen pointed at you and said, you're my new vice president? Uh, yeah, that's, that's when I knew for sure that she knew I was to be her successor. And it was like, how did it make me feel? Like, it, maybe this really was God. <laughs> I guess it was God that spoke to me all those 30-something years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It really is God. Wow. I, 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 yeah, just, yeah. I was shocked, but not shocked. You know, this would not seem so like a long time if we were back in the days of Abraham and Methuselah, who lived 900 <laughs> and, what, 60 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... It was it was one of those moments where I kind I kind of felt um, I don't think justified is the right word relieved mm-hmm. I felt relieved knowing that you had heard from God that I really against had all heard. odds yeah and and talk about a drop forge I mean like a <laughs> Philip showed me a, a, a DVD of this this big heavy thing coming down and bam. On the on the steel, bam, bam, bam. I mean, we're talking about tons of tons weight of weight and coming at at a at a velocity that you there there's no there's no way. Uh, but but what that does with every blow, it causes the steel to become formed in such a way where the where the the molecules are getting closer together and they're getting aligned with each other, they're getting into agreement with each other, and there's a strength that's being forged in into the steel that that will cause it to be able to go the distance in whatever it it's going to be employed in. And I remember, but when I was a kid in Chicago, there was a sometimes we go some particular road, and we would go by a drop forge. Mm. plant and the sides were all open and you can look in so hot because right? it's so hot and you can just hear and feel the pounding i thought can't think what it was like in the building or for the men that mm. are in front of all that hot iron you know they got to be tough so if you think the people around you are tough because they're enduring what uh the hardness that you're going through <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Or maybe they're they're helping you to go through it, or maybe they're the cause of you being hardened. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Bam. The same. Iron sharp sharpens iron. Yeah. yeah. So there were there were multitudes of times in in my life in those thirty years where I was being tested, and it was it was like, bam, <laughs> bam, bam, but my re- my resolve to leave it with God was what strengthened me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Saying, you know, whatever. Whatever. I'm I'm leaving it with God. If it came from God, it's going to be. If it didn't come from God, I don't want it anyway. And some of the best mentors you can have are those that have gone through God's drop forge. Yes. And maybe you are going through God's drop forge right now. And maybe it's because God has a leadership position for you in the days to come. So receive from the Lord. Don't receive it from the devil because the devil is is this 
you know, he's just he's just got this warped idea. He has a warped expectation that that all of this bam, bam, bam is going to create discouragement in you and stop you. Maybe he can kill you. Maybe he can steal from you. Maybe he can destroy. But when we place our hope in the Lord, he strengthens us through the hope that we're not trusting in the arm of flesh, but it's the saving strength of his right hand, like Psalm 20, verse 6 says. Do you have that in the Passion there, Philip? I know God gives me all that I ask for and brings victory to his anointed king. My deliverance cry will be heard in his holy heaven. By his mighty hand, miracles will manifest through his saving strength. Beautiful. Some find their strength in their weapons and wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord our God who makes us strong and gives us victory. That's right. It's God that makes us strong. Our enemies will not prevail. They will only collapse and perish in defeat while we will rise up full of courage. Give victory to our King, O God. The day we call on you, give us your answer. Amen. Amen. No matter what it looks like, no matter how much pummeling you take, (laughs) it's to make you strong. It's to give you courage. It's to give you faith. It's to turn you into a giant of faith. (laughs) You know, Moses and Joshua and Caleb really were giants of faith. And that's why Joshua and Caleb said, come on, let's go. The giants are not, they're going to be bread for us. Those are are just giants uh, that, eh, they're bread. Come on, let's go eat them. (laughs) Caleb says, come on, give me this mountain. Well, that's what David did with Goliath. Yes, you uncircumcised Philistine. I'm going to feed you to the birds. (laughs) Yeah. It's because of covenant. It's because of hope. It's because of faith. Trusting in the Lord, that's what turns us into dread champions Mm. that the giants are actually fearing. Yeah. The giants that that appear to be giants. But maybe they are just shadows. Mm. Maybe they're really not so big after all. Like that story that Mary Lois told in uh, an earlier episode, I'll I'll put a a link to it, where... Uh, Jesus swept and swept and swept all the fear up in her life, and sh- and she was so afraid. She she was afraid of the dark, even as a as a young mother, and she she was so afraid of what Jesus was sweeping up. And he held up the dustpan in front of her, and here's this little teeny tiny imp about the size of her thumb, jumping up and down. And Jesus took one drop of his blood, and the thing disappeared. Poof. Yeah, these things appear to be giants. And she had no more fear after that. She had no more fear. God delivered her. She's a mighty warrior in God now. And you can be too. And we were just in a store last week and uh, a cashier, the cashier came up to us Oh yeah. and just said, I'm scared of that that man, that clown over there. He was dressed dressed up in some weird thing. Yeah, he had, he had a weird hat on. She was scared as a child or something. She got scared by a clown and she still lived with this fear, but she came right up to us, mm-hmm. you know, that, which is very like she the Lord just drew us. And yeah. we just prayed, you know, just, we just, uh, just talked to her and just, just shared things with her. And, and that was, uh, just a real Kairos God mm-hmm. moment for her. It was a God moment. We're in the right place at the right time for both of us. Right. 
And God wants to do that for you and with you to make you strong in any place where you're weak. He's He might turn up the heat mm-hmm. and he might allow some bam, 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 some blows, but it's for the purpose of making you strong. But if you want to hasten the process, get in his presence. Yes. Get in his presence where his presence will turn up the heat instead of having your circumstances turn up the heat. Mm. And you can go from glory to glory and glory to glory and from strength to strength in him instead of having to go through the pummeling of, of the adversary. God wants to make you strong. He wants to strengthen you and give you hope and give you strength and give you joy and give you peace and 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 enable you to to raise a hallelujah. We've yes. that's just a, just about been our theme song lately in in these these last so many months from uh, from the that Bethel song that uh, Jonathan Helser wrote along with some others. Mm-hmm. It has meant so much to us for the things that we've been facing. And it it goes back to um, the the CEO of Bethel Music, Joel Taylor, and his wife Janie. Um, their their two year old son Jackson was uh, was was dying, and it didn't look good. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but um, they they were reaching out for prayer, and Jonathan Helser said. Uh, when he when he got this text that it said it, it looked like Jackson wasn't going to make it through the night, he said, "I felt this. I felt like this giant of unbelief stood in front of me. I thought Jackson's going to die tonight. We're not going to see the miracle." And they went into prayer, and all of a sudden, out of his gut, this song came out in the face of the giant: "I raise a hallelujah hmm. in the presence of my enemies." I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. And so we raise yes. our hallelujah. And we just want to encourage you to raise, raise your hallelujah, no matter what your circumstances are, whether you're depressed, whether you're uh, in unbelief, whether you're being smitten and beaten up by some kind of thing that's going on whether it's temptation whether it's whether it's circumstances it doesn't matter raise your hallelujah get your praise out there this is what this is how you contend this is how you contend this is how you become strong we're going to see this outpouring and god needs you equipped and ready to participate in this outpouring that is coming father in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray for that listener right now yes in the name of jesus christ be strong and of good courage. The Lord your God is going with you. He is going to help you. He will strengthen you. He will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. Hang in there. You are going to make it. You are going to make it. You are going to make it. Be strong. Remember what he did for you before. That's just a seed form of what he's going to do for you in the future. So hang on, hang on, put one foot in front of the other and keep walking in the presence of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Send us an email and tell us what God has done for you. Write to us at 
feedback at globaloutpouring.org because God is doing something in you. Write us and tell us about it. Yes, amen. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence. Thank you.